Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever it is, <laughs> wherever you are, we're back. And welcome back to another episode of the Couple School Podcast. I'm joined, as always, by the lady of self-love herself, Charmaine Lawrence. Hello, guys. How are you? Are we here for part two? Part two, part two. Following on from last week, and I'm sure um, you'll see why we had to split in half once we get into this one, because I, yeah, looking at the list here, it's a bit deep. It's a bit deep. So, I'm going to start off with a tail-off from the last one. So, question here is, should your present still be calling their ex when they get upset or experience problems? Absolutely not. <laughs> For what reason? <laughs> They're the fourth emergency service. No, they are the person. absolutely not. That Your ex should have no input in your new relationship at all. You not should... in your relationship. We're talking about when they have problems. No. When the ex so has So I'm issues. having a bad day at work and I should just call up my ex. Oh, I've had such a bad day. <laughs> I'm sorry. Where is my man? Well, so you don't have one. No, you've got a best friend. <laughs> you've got a best friend. You've got colleagues that understand what you're going through. You, it, uh, I don't know. Look, okay, let me just be real, right? When me and my ex split, mm-hmm. I was his bestie. I do quote marks because I, I was his bestie for my own personal reasons. Right. Because obviously when I needed him to have the kids of extra days... He would have the kids on extra days. <laughs> like, sorry if you're watching. <laughs> <laughs> the truth is out now. The cat's out the back. He would. There he, it like, is. he would. He would. He would like. He would because we had that. I could just be like, could you do this? Could you do that? And that was cool. And I was dating, so I needed extra babysitters on extra days. Mm. So I would. I would have that conversation with him. He was very open about his new dating life. And I'd be like, and, you know, oh my gosh, this happened and that happened. And I'd be like, really? You should do this and you should do that. And it was sincere, my advice. Mm-hmm. But really, I had, a, I had a purpose. And that purpose was because I needed, it was, it was a transactional relationship. <laughs> wow, okay. Um, but I don't think, but for me, I didn't share my, I just thought that was just, that just was not, I just don't get it, me personally. I've, I've not had it the way around as in me calling up an ex mm-hmm. when I've got issues, because um, that's just not my way. But I have had it where the exes have called me, called me especially mm-hmm. after long, sustained relationships, like my marriage, say mm-hmm. for argument's sake. When things didn't go wrong, when things went wrong, sorry, didn't go right and went wrong, um, especially in the beginning stages of a relationship, she would still call me when things were wrong and she'd be crying on the phone and this mm. and the other. Now, I fully take responsibility for the person that I am in a relationship when I'm, when I'm with someone. When I'm with someone, I am with you. So therefore, I will seek to, I will seek to place a solution for any problem that you have. Mm. You know? And when relationships end, it's sometimes, I understand it's from sometimes very difficult, especially when you don't have someone else to replace that person with. I can see how it can be very difficult to all of a sudden just be by yourself mm-hmm. and Agreed. not have someone to speak to about these things and not have your usual coping mechanism for a challenge or problem would be to call or speak to this person and then you don't have them anymore. So you're just left 
by yourself. And particularly, again, I suppose you look at it objectively, there are differences when there are kids involved to when they're not. Um, but particularly when there are kids involved, obviously, whatever mood the parent is that's that's with them, and that doesn't mean the parent that's got them all the time, but the parent that's with them, the mood that they're in has a knock-on effect on the child. Mm-hmm. So therefore, for me, I was just like, I left that avenue open to be able to to be able to contact and be able to reason, to be able to talk and, and what have you. And it's still open, but we've managed it into a position where it's not as much of a free-for-all as it used to be. Mm-hmm. You know, but I, I, yeah, I, for me, I just, it just, it didn't sit right with my soul to just completely just sever it. And I don't think it would have been sensible to, because um, mm-hmm. I think it would have been absolutely detrimental to mainly the kids themselves um, more than anything else. Yeah. But if we take the children out of the context now, I don't believe that there is any reason for you really to have contact at all. Full stop. At all. No, what are you no. talking for? No, I'm, I'm just asking. Know, I'm saying. <laughs> you, like if, if, you, like if, you don't, if you don't have any children with someone, yeah. why, why, the reason why you're talking, you're talk, continue talking, is reminiscing. You know? You're talking you're, because you miss the person. Or you might just have a genuine friendship or that, with that person. Explain. You've just broken up with someone and... So I have stopped seeing someone mm. because it just, as I said to you before, I don't know if we said it on thing, but I've stopped seeing someone because it just, for me, wasn't as special as I, I needed it to be. But that person and I had a lot in common. We not even just a lot in common, just like understood each other. Like I would always go to that person for advice. I would ask their opinion, literally. They would be very honest and open about, yeah, that's good, that's not good. Maybe try this, maybe try that. Because we just was on the same level in that way. Mm. And I had no issues talking to this person. It was like literally the person that I would go to. Like even when I was blogging, they'd read the blog, they'd be like, mm, yeah, okay, I get that. But... I want to know more about this, so you should probably include more about... Like, literally, for me, it was like having a bit of a mentor, but not necessarily a mentor, like, just... Okay. That. Let me ask you a question. Was this person someone that you were just seeing, or was that someone you had a relationship with? Um, it depends on what you consider, because you consider seeing someone... A no, no, you know what I mean, but a... a we were dating diff- for a relationship. It, the intention was for us to be in But a it never actually got into a one-on-one type of relationship scenario where you're doing life together? No, we had conversation on it. But no. Okay. See, I think those situations, whilst I think every every interaction is a relationship to a degree, I think you're talking about different scales of relationships there. Mm-hmm. You know, as you said, that's it's not it's it's but a do bit you think more that than could a tr- happen if that was a longer term relationship, no kids, but like a two year relationship. I think the problem you've got when you have a longer term relationship, it gets a bit more it gets more complicated the longer the relationship is, because you've either got more unresolved issues or more emotions. sentiment and emotions attached to things. Mm-hmm. And it makes, it, it makes the whole I slipped, fell on his ex kind yeah. of situation a lot easier to happen. They know your triggers inside and out. Like The issue that you've got with the whole sex with an ex thing is that it work, you, can, you can avoid it if both parties are coming at it from a I want it to be a platonic thing now kind of standpoint. Mm-hmm. If one, either one of you doesn't or slips from it or deviates from it, They've got too much information and too much weaponry in their arsenal mm-hmm. to be able to manipulate you without you even knowing it. 
Yeah. Right? I know Karen inside and out. Like, I'm sure you know Mr. Six Three inside and out. So, therefore, you can play on certain bits and pieces to initiate a mood if you want to or initiate a thought process if you want to. Mm-hmm. You know? So, if we're, going, if we're split now and we're going into a situation where we're supposed to be friends, but I want to... I want to maybe I get I get I get home after work and I'm feeling a bit frisky and I want to turn something into something else, you know. I know what kind of music to play. I know what kind of foods to put on. I know how to put yeah. you in the best possible mood possible for that to happen. And also, what kind of drinks going to get you drunk the fastest? <laughs> drunk the, you know, I've got too much information. It's just it's too much. It's the, it's the full playbook. Yeah, it's the full playbook. Like I can play you like a piano to yeah. get to what I want to get to, you know. And I think it's, it just it leads to a dangerous situation unless you are absolutely certain. Absolutely, so the two you're on the same page. Yeah, which I don't think you can always be. No, 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 I don't think you can always be with absolute clarity to say that you are, you know, because again, if someone knows you inside and out, they can literally, literally mm-hmm. hide those sorts of things. If you think an ex still has feelings, should you bring it up? No. Just let, bring just, it up to just, who? Just, just no, to them. Like, so let's say for argument's sake you're trying to do this platonic friendship thing. No, I wouldn't bother. Other. If I felt that person had feelings, I wouldn't even bother trying to be friends. What if you didn't realise it at the beginning, but then halfway through restarting this new friendship, um, you started to sense that there was? How are how do you sense that they are? So are they doing certain things? They start doing things different. So it starts off with, you know, it's just the two of you as friends, and then maybe one day they suggest uh, instead of meeting up at four, why don't we just go out for dinner at eight? Yeah. Um, what was the question again? Should you bring it up? If you think they've got a feeling, should you bring it up? I think, I think it depends on the person. Me personally, I think that I would advise and I would probably would bring it up because I'm comfortable to do that. Like, mm-hmm. I'm comfortable to just be like, look, you know what, that's... Because I would just question, why are we going to dinner? Like, I'm not, you're, I'm not your girl. That's how I would be. I would be like, I'm not your girl. Why am I going to dinner with you? Like what because you we're friends. I know, but I would be like, to, what are you trying just, here? Let's I just it. want to take you Nando's, innit? Like For what? <laughs> chicken. <laughs> <laughs> chicken and chips. <laughs> no, I'm kids. <laughs> no. No. I personally would bring it up if I really felt that they, they were trying to make a play. But I probably would make it I probably because again, I don't want to necessarily be rejected and be like <laughs> Why are you trying to do this? Blah blah. Have you got feelings for me? No. <laughs> Shut up, man. <laughs> what are you talking about? Have you got feelings for me? <laughs> Swung around real quick. Yeah. So, oh gosh, sorry. Because that's exactly what would happen. You don't want to make a scene about yeah. I'm going to bring it up and be like, you know, do you still have feelings for me? Because I da 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 da. And you just look stupid. No, but you're obviously got feelings for me if you're asking me this question. Yep. So it's like, no, don't ask unless you know for sure. But if I did on a, like really, like seriously felt that someone had feelings, like ex had feelings for me, I would just distance. It would straight up be distance and sever <laughs> quick. Because yeah. for me, like, once I'm done, I'm done. Like once my, my emotional attachment is gone, it's gone. Mm. And, and unless I really want to feed back into it, I just don't see how, why I would want to even engage in... The, I don't even know if I could be... Fr- I don't know if I'd want to be friends with an ex, to be fair. I think the friends with an ex situation is, is 
dangerous. Yeah, I just it's don't dangerous. know. I just don't get it. And you've got to be clear in your motives for either initiating it or accepting it. And I think you have to, whether you're the initiator or the acceptor, you've got to understand that you are you are entering dangerous territory. Yeah, there are landmines everywhere, and it's <laughs> it's it's well, it, it's it's such a state of confusion because. Yeah. It's an oxymoron. You're now entering back, essentially back into the space that you're in, doing all of the stuff that you would do if they were your partner, but not having sex. But mm. your your historic rhetoric pattern is that you do have sex. So it's inevitable, I think, at some point in time that something's going to slip and you will end up doing it. And then you'll be in a position where you're like... Is I would real? never ever sleep with my ex ever again. Never. Yeah, but you wouldn't be in that situation where it could possibly potentially happen. Yeah, but I could be, and it just would never happen. I just don't have that emotional attachment. I, do, I don't... It's just not there. Sorry, that I know that we're cool. I, 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 I think... <laughs> but do you get what I mean? Like, I feel like, for what? Like, why? Because I think different people different people you go through different things at different times so let's say for argument's sake you might be having a weekday or, or a weak point where some lots of other things in your world aren't going right that pattern that you're in with your ex is becomes a point of reliability because it's what you're used to if they're still there i mean how, it depends it also takes though one how long how long have you been separate from the ex but this is what i mean if you yeah. if if the if you and the ex have been separated for a significant period of time, then that breaks that cycle and yeah. it was a new cycle to recreate. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the people that basically go from us being together to we're not together anymore, but we're going to be friends because I really love and respect him, stroke her, and want to keep him in my world. You know, I think when you're entering into that territory without no, no period of separation and no, your your the routines don't change. The cycle's still the same. Yeah. So you're going to come home upset because someone's done something to you at work and he's going to look at you and go, I want to console you. And then after stroking your back, he would normally kiss you on your lips. This time he kisses yeah. you on your forehead. And then it goes on and on and on. And then mm. before you know it, you know, you're, 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 you're doing the dirty underneath the sheets and, you know, it all gets, it all gets a bit hot and steamy. I think if, you, if, if, there's every, if there's even a hint of a feeling of yourself or the other person, then friendships yeah. with an ex is enough off the cards. I would always, always, always recommend that at the end of a relationship, there is a sustained period if you can. And I get that when you've got kids, that might not be easy to do, but there needs to be a period of distance where both parties can actually reset and find a new norm because you've got to break so many ritualistic patterns that you would normally have had of how you just do, do life without your what would have been your life partner involved in it you know your partner in crime so to speak you know so if you still have feelings for an ex should you be moving on well <clears throat> that's a loaded question because moving on in what way when you say moving on you moving on into a new relationship, relationship? yeah man. Nah, I, I just no taking my carry bags with me no no just have some time see now this is where I ask this question deliberately, loaded, that because women are, tend to be better at this than guys. You know? Guys try to just soldier on. Women yeah. will go to the hairdressers and go to their friends and they open up that carry bag yeah. and unpack it all and work out what peaches they want to keep to what bits are out, out of date yeah. and all the rest of it. Guys notoriously carry that carry bag on to the next one and it all gets a bit messy later Do you on. think that guys should not do that? 
Or do you think What's that's that? a way that they move on to the next person quite quickly? Do you think that's just a male thing to do? Do you think it's possible for someone to move straight on to someone else and still be unpacking the carrier bag? I don't think the carrier bag gets unpacked the minute you were someone else. Can you be with someone else and unpack the bag? No, because now you're loading up with stuff from this relationship. Mm. I don't think it's possible. I think that if you get to the stage where you've gone from one relationship to the next very quickly, then understand you were carrying all the stuff to do with what went on in the previous relationship into that, into your new relationship. Now, if the relationship that you have with the two, your new person becomes solid enough where you can actually work through some of the stuff, then yes, I suppose you can start to unpack all some of the stuff and put it away. But if you're planning on doing that by yourself whilst you're in a new relationship, then I don't think that works. Mm. No, at all. Okay. I've got a question, and this is one of the reasons why I wanted to separate the two into part one and part two. So, violent or abusive exes? Yeah. How much should you tell your present partner? Um, I think it's very important to share mm-hmm. that with your present partner when you're comfortable to, but it has to be some. You, I mean, you might not want to give full details until you're fully comfortable, mm-hmm. but I think it's important because I think part of being in a relationship is about you really knowing each other and learning about each other and what things are difficult for you and what things are not difficult for you what are triggers, what are not triggers, stuff like that, basically. I think it's important for somebody to know that. I don't think it's something that you cannot share, regardless of whether you think you're healed or not, because sometimes we think we're healed all, and then something pops out the blue and then it's a trigger and it's something that we haven't yet shared. So I think it's important to always share when something has been a trauma. You don't necessarily have to go into detail about that trauma until you're ready to, but you should definitely share. I agree with the when you're ready part, mm-hmm. but I do think that if, and we're talking about serious traumas here, mm-hmm. I think you have to go into detail at some point. Yeah. And I think you have to, as a person that's been de-affected by the situation, <coughs> Um, you need to understand that you may, as you say, as you were alluding to just a second ago, you may not be aware how deep this crack has gone mm-hmm. um, because you might not have reached that level with someone else where that part of the crack is actually visible. Um, and if you want this relationship that you're in now to stand a chance of moving forward into the future, then I think you have to. And I think you have to you ha- I think you have to make the decision within yourself that you are going to tell them, but accept within yourself that you're going to do it when you're ready. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you also need to articulate that to your partner. Yeah. Just to say to him, look, like, I need you to respect me here. There is something, there's something here that I need to tell you, but I'm not ready to tell you the whole picture yet. This is what I'm willing to share. The rest will come as and when I am ready, but right now this is as far as I can go. Yeah. You know? And... And be brave. And I, I get I get how hard that is. I really do. Um, before people come running at me on, on after school telling me about I'm insincere and, and all the rest of it. Um, I do get how hard that is. But I think if your relationship is going to stand a chance moving forward, then it needs honesty. You know, it needs honesty. And this is part of your past. 
And I get, I've, I've coached many people where, you know, there have been situations of rape or there have been situations where people have been really violent towards them or their children and significant family members, you know, and it's a real massive, massive ball of trauma for them. And as we're sort of unpicking it, I've had to be honest with him and say to him that at some point in time, you have to invite, in order for this not to be scary anymore, you've got to invite the person that you're scared of losing mm-hmm. in because they're not silly and they know that something's there and they know that something's bothering you. And when someone wants to genuinely help you, but they but you constantly tell, you say to them, no, it's a form of rejection in itself. Yeah. And now you're breeding and starting a new problem that adds to the fear. You know, the vast majority of people that I've spoken to, they're worried about their, their new half, new beau, new girl, looking at them differently because of what's happened to them. Yeah. But anyone and any and i assure you any case that i've dealt with that's not been the case when it's actually come out the level of relief that's gone through the person from being able to actually articulate their person and their person going i've got you mm-hmm. i'm here i'm going nowhere you know the relief that they've experienced that because the, the the bit that was causing all the tension wasn't actually the not telling them it was how they anticipated the person was going to feel by them telling them based on how they feel after the event had, had occurred. You know? But if you're talking about someone that wants to genuinely be in a relationship with you and genuinely growing and do life with you, they need to know the ugly bits as well. Yeah, you know? I agree. They need it to know the ugly bits as well. I mean, and also it doesn't have to be too soon. I'm an advocate of not just meeting someone and being on like the fifth date and be like, by the way, yeah. boom, 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 boom. And then you can't even then disclose the rest you do have to when you decide that you're in this is the person that you're going to spend your life with or that you want to try and spend the, be- the rest of your life with this is the person that you are going to need to disclose that because otherwise it's a, not an authentic relationship no and let's not forget the title here and, and Charmaine touched on it you're talking about life partners a partner for life mm-hmm. you know and that just it, that term isn't actually in relation to the length of time of the relationship. It's, rela- it's in relation to the type of relationship it is. This is your partner that you are doing life with. You know? And life isn't all sunshine and roses. Life is messy and there are nasty, awkward, weird people in the world that do nasty, awkward, weird things to mm-hmm. people um, that are completely innocent. And that's the bit that I suppose you need to grasp hold of is that this thing happened to you. You didn't spark it. You didn't provoke it. You didn't invite it. It happened. Whatever it is. And if the person that you're looking to do life with is that true person for you, then they're not going to run because of something that happened to you. Yeah. Well, it's not, well I, I'll rephrase that. They're not going to run away because of something that's happened to you. They're more likely to run to you because they want to be there for you. They want to support you. you know? And also the inf- information as to how they support you has to come from you. you know, they, when you enter a world where somebody's got a massive form of trauma. As you mentioned before, there are loads and loads and loads and loads and loads of triggers. Everything becomes a minefield. Mm -hmm. Anything and everything could remind you of that time, a smell, a sight, a sound. As minuscule, sometimes it's even not even sounds that you remember attached to the event. Like I have one where we were speaking to the lady and it was a dog barking. Mm-hmm. You know? And it wasn't a dog barking, just a dog barking <coughs> in general. It was a particular pitch of dog. Yeah. You know? The bass line on the dog. That, that. So when she heard little dogs yapping, it didn't do anything. But she heard a big alsatian barking, it would set her off. Mm-hmm. You know, 
when those things then happen in your present day relationship, understand your other half now is going to if they don't understand where it's come from, they're going to want to understand where it's come from, which means they're going to start asking a whole barrage of questions to try to get to it. But every time you say no, they're going to take that as a personal rejection or you pushing them away. You know? So you've got to get in front of it, I think, really, and just yeah. explain it as best you can at the time to the level that you're comfortable to explain it to in a very roundabout way of saying do it when you're ready. But yeah. yeah. Also, it opens you up as well. It makes you vulnerable. And vulnerability, for me, is the way you connect deeply with someone. And I know, like, I find that sometimes men, when you say the word vulnerability, they're like, oh, you know, I can't do that kind of thing. But vulnerability is not just about just opening up about any and anything. Something like that may open yourself up to be able to say this is what it is. is a release for you. And it's also a way for you to basically connect on a deeper level with your partner. And therefore, they will be able to support you in a way that you need them to. And if not, maybe you might not need the support. Maybe you just want them to know. Um, but it's definitely something that you should do regardless. You yeah. should always basically open up about that. I think vulnerability is one of them words that's caught a stigma. It's a bit like when you talk about confronting. When everyone listens to the word confront, they automatically assume it means argument. When you say the word vulnerable, people always think that it's weakness of to be fragile when actually vulnerability isn't. Vulnerability is just literally sharing something with someone that you wouldn't tell everybody. Yeah. That's basically it. There's nothing weak about it. In fact, it takes a lot of strength for you to be vulnerable with someone because it means you're actually facing a fear. And every time you face a fear, you get a little bit stronger against it. Um, so it's not something for you to, I think, to run away from in a relationship, certainly. Um, and I always say vulnerability is actually the fuel of good relationships and long-standing relationships because the person knows how to behave they know how to handle you you know when you don't know how to handle you mm. because sometimes when we hit these big things like if i use an example for instance like my dad dying it still hurts to this day i mean i was eight when he died but i'm now what 42 42 42 what are you yeah 42 <laughs> not 42 yeah 41 so gonna be 42 in october so it still hurts me to this day. Lion King, say for argument's sake, is one of my favourite movies, but it's a tearjerker for me because mm. when Mufasa gets not knocked over by, gets run over by the, the flipping, see even my dialogue, run over, gets run over by the wildebeest, to me, that's like my dad getting run over, run over by the car when, when it happened and very much how Simba feels in the movie is very much how I felt and I convinced myself when I was younger that somehow, somewhere in this mad multiversal world, it was my fault or I was responsible. Mm. So, we don't know what those triggers are. And even when I first started watching Lion King, I didn't really get what the trigger was for me. But, but it was all based around that. And it sounds idiotic when you sound, say it as an adult, but as a child, I convinced myself that somehow what happened to him was my fault. Now, I didn't unpack that till I was like 30. Mm. Eight to 30, 22 years of actually believing that and walking around like it was that. And then anything that reminded me of that was a bit, a bit of a madness for me. No? you're walking in from relationship to relationship to relationship here, bumping into people that want to do life with you. They can't do that if they don't understand these things because then they're not going to know, A, to avoid them and see them coming, or B, when they do hit them, how to handle it or what to do with it. You know, So as much as everyone goes right, well, you should only really tell them what you're comfortable with. I think, I think the opposite. I think you should tell them what you're comfortable with at the point of when you're telling them. But I think you should reside within yourself that you, at some point in time you're going to tell them the whole thing yeah. um, and let that be the parameters of your relationship um, and how you share 
Thank you for that transparency. Yeah, we try. We try. We do. Yes. So, that brings us to the end of this episode. So, thank you so much for watching. Um, I really do hope that you found this helpful. And if there is anyone out there that is that has gone through a traumatic experience, that has gone through a tragic experience, or just something that's left a really bad taste in your mouth, you know, that you do find comfort within this to find the courage when you're ready to explore that with your partner um, and allow them to help you. You know, when you're on the other on the other end of tragedy, it can be a very lonely space or it can feel like you're a lonely space simply because you feel that nobody else understands what you're going through. But the truth of the matter is nine times out of 10, they only don't know what you're going through because you're not to, you've not told them. So yeah. just bear that in mind. Anyway, that's us out for this week. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for your support. If you haven't hit the subscribe button now, why? Why haven't you done it? Please do it now. Um, and we will see you next week. Yes, we will. Take care. See you in the forwards. Peace, guys.